Hello everyone, it is Amina Lee from the Lifestyle of Amina Lee podcast and today I'm going to go straight to the point with this intro because as you guys can hear, my voice is like, I don't know, it's very messed up obviously, but today we're going to talk about the rise and the fall of Juicy Couture, so I please excuse my voice. I cannot control it. I literally woke up on Monday with like excruciating pain and my shoulder was in pain and then yesterday my throat I literally could almost talk and then now I could talk but now I sound like a weird person. So today's podcast we're going to talk about the rise and fall of Juicy Couture. We're going to talk about before Juicy Couture, the owners who like what's happening now with Juicy Couture so you guys can know everything because Juicy Couture was you know the brand that we all wanted to wear we saw the Paris Hilton's because we know Paris Hilton was the innovator of the 2000s and she was like of course there was like so many other celebrities like wearing Juicy Couture like you know J-Lo's and Lindsay Lohan but like when you think of Juicy Couture with a celebrity, you always think of Paris Hilton first because she'll wear it all the time. She'll wear it on TV. She'll wear it while she was going shopping on Beverly Hills. She'll wear it literally everywhere. So not to, you know, put a spotlight on Paris Hilton, but that's what you think about it. Juicy Couture, you grew up and you was like, hey, like, I want that brand. I want their iconic you know, sweatsuits, even though they were like $155. You wanted that sweatsuit. You wanted their jewelry. You wanted everything they had. I remember they had a store in Garden State Plaza. I was, like, so little. And then I had my little, like, juicy purse. I had the sweatsuits and everything. But we're going to talk about my personal juicy experience after I tell you guys what happened with Juicy Couture. So I'm going to try and fix my voice. So, <clears throat> Okay, guys, so we're ready. So if you guys didn't know, the founders of Juicy Couture only started with $200. So a lot of business owners, you know, of course, you need, like, a lot of money. Sometimes you don't need a lot of money. Like, you hear that with a lot of businesses. Like, you hear some businesses like Forever 21. The owners of Forever 21 came to this country with no money. I'm not even lying. And they built an empire that is worth over $8 billion, maybe even more. They're actually in the process of maybe going bankrupt. So we'll talk about that in another podcast episode. I'm actually going to make this a series on the Lifestyle of Amina Lee podcast where I talk about the rise and fall of many brands. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. So back to Juicy Couture, like I was saying, the founder started out with only $200. So excuse me if I'm saying the owner's name wrong i'm just gonna refer to them from their last names because it'll be more familiar with you guys so the founders of juicy couture because they're not a part of the brand anymore so the founders of juicy couture includes gila nash taylor and pamela skis levy so i really suck at pronouncing for his name sometimes but so nash taylor and skis levy i might just say Taylor and Levy were two women that met at a boutique. I'm not sure if they were working at that boutique, but they definitely did meet at that boutique. So they actually started a maternity line because one of the founders actually got pregnant and she would make like, you know, like maternity pants 
I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. But, you know, maternity wear is, like, actually, like, worth a lot in the fashion industry because, you know, of course, billions and millions of women get pregnant, obviously, because how do you think all of us are, you know, living and breathing right now? Because you had to get here through a woman, obviously. So, maternity wear, very popular. So, that's actually how they got started. Their maternity line, they charge over $89 for the maternity pants. And people bought them. Like, it wasn't a problem. Like, people didn't mind the price tag. Because when you're pregnant, you want a good fashion statement. You want a piece that'll make you look good, that'll define you, that'll make you know stand out in a crowd. And you want something that's going to make you feel comfortable because you are, you literally have a whole human being inside you. So, like, why don't you want to be confident? And have that human being inside you at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, so $89 is going really great. So this went from them to making maternity pants out of their husband's pants to, you know, making some decent money after it. So you guys can guess what happened. The recession happens. You know, the recession hits, like, a lot of people, which is actually, it really, really sucks. So... The recession happens, and then they just hit rock bottom. So they wonder, like, hey, like, what are we going to do next? Like, we got to do something. So I'm not sure if they had, like, excess money from their maternity line. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you guys. But they started off, and they started off new with Juicy Couture. So we're going to talk about, I'm going to explain how Juicy Couture really started because Juicy Couture did not start with just a tracksuit. It actually just started with a V-neck because V-necks, you know, they can be a little complicated if you guys don't know. V-necks are actually good to know to make you like slimmer, not slimmer, excuse me, like they give you like a slimmer appearance. Actually, they do. So like they define like your neck so you can see your collarbone. But the owners, they wanted to find a way for your V-neck to be, you know, cool and comfy. So they tried on the V-neck and they wanted a V-neck that'll define you but won't be too tight around your shoulders, won't be too tight around your underarms, they won't be too tight about around your waist. Like they wanted to find a perfect V-line shirt. So they found it, they released it, boom. They released it in so many colors because if you guys don't know, Juicy Couture is literally all about colors. Pink, orange, purple, um, blue yellow and any other color i did not name on the color spectrum that's what colors they came out with on the v-necks so they decided to do v-necks but they was like hey like we got to do something more so they decided to do track suits but the material at first actually wasn't good to be honest with you guys it was actually pretty uncomfortable so if you guys don't know the classic velour track suits that everyone loves like i was saying with paris hilton earlier celebrities were loving these track suits they're comfortable i have some of my mom's you know track suits that she gave me and i hope she has more because they are actually super comfortable i love the ojuicy i still love it so celebrities loved it everybody loved it the general public loved it and people were just biting it up it was worth juicy couture around 2010 no, not 2010, around, like, let's say 2000, like, 2008 or whatever, it was worth, like, a lot of guys, a lot of money, guys, like, I think it was close, 
let's see guys trying to like think of the exact numbers Yusuke Couture was worth believe it was like a billion dollars I'm not sure don't hold me against it but Yusuke Couture did sell for some kind of money so we're actually going to go into that later on so people are loving them people are like buying this up they was like oh my god oh my god I love this so Nash Taylor and Skiis Levy they wanted to come out with a way to trademark Juicy Couture. When you think of Juicy Couture, what do you think of? And when I think of Juicy Couture, I think of the fancy, you know, bag that says Juicy Couture. And I think of the classic J. Like, who doesn't think of the classic J? Like, who doesn't? So they come out with custom hardware. So the J zipper. I'm sorry, guys. My computer is, like, trying to restart. It's being really annoying. So the classic J and... Yeah, that is what symbolizes Juicy Couture, is those things. So, I'm sorry, I don't know, chess. So, Nash Taylor and Skiis Levy, they put the Juicy Couture on the back because they're like, we want our brand to be classy, we want you to think of couture, you know, high-end fashion, you know, everything cool in couture, because when you think of couture, you think of high fashion, you think of items and products that are, you know, straight perfection and that's what the owners they wanted to symbolize that juicy couture so juicy couture was a brand that you can wear out you know you can go out you know walking with your friends or even at night you can party in your juicy couture yes juicy couture was versatile they had jewelry they had everything so juicy couture was actually um sold what is it Bird of Goodman, and it was another high-end store. So they were sold there, doing very great. And if you guys don't know, Bird of Goodman is like, woo, that is a high-end store, to be honest with you guys. So if your item, if your product, if you're a fashion designer and you're listening to this, if you get your items sold in Bird of Goodman, you are, you are so talented, and I wish everything good luck to you because you are on your way if you're listening to this right now so everybody's loving it and if you guys didn't know juicy couture actually started the gifting to celebrities so if you guys don't know like companies like to send gifting to celebrities you know before they charge like hey like um celebrities like to charge nowadays so they like to be like oh I'll charge you like a hundred grand and I'll feature you on my Instagram like that. That's what the Kardashians do. It's actually known. Kim makes over millions of dollars just from brand sending her stuff. And she charges them a lot, a lot of money. It's not, I'm not even kidding, guys. You can look that up. So back to what I was saying. So Jesus Couture was the first brand that started gifting to celebrities because at first they didn't have the budget to do, you know, marketing like other brands you know like billboards or whatever they did after but before they were just sending gifting to celebrities and the celebrities loved it they ate it up j-lo paris hilton lindsey lohan um megan good so many other celebrities so these celebrities loved it and every time you think of every time you're gonna see a company that does gifting you should honestly be like juicy couture thank you because that is all because of Juicy Couture. Okay, back to what I was saying. So, Juicy Couture, amazing brand. Everyone's loving it. The jewelry. I'm pretty sure Juicy had, yes, Juicy had perfume. Women loved it. I'm not sure if men loved it, because, yeah, but everyone loved it. I mean, it was Juicy Couture. So, what happened to Juicy Couture? So, another recession hit. Another recession. 
So, Juicy Couture at first is actually sold to Liz Claiborne, which is actually known as Kate Spade. But then that company sold Juicy Couture to authentic brands. And this group is known for, like, what is it, like, making, like, Marilyn Monroe merch, like, so much other merch. So, this um, brand is actually pretty big as well. So, the sales for Juicy Couture fell over 11% in 2009. And the founders left Juicy Couture in 2011 because I think they noticed, like, hey, like, we're just going to fall back. Sales are falling. We don't know what to do. Very smart decision. Not going to lie, guys. So they left the group, and Juicy Couture was sold to authentic brands for $195 million by the Liz Claiborne Group. So why did this happen? People... After the recession, there's a lot of recessions during the 90s and the 2000s or whatever. So, 2009 was not the year for Juicy Couture. I mean, you guys might think, hey, 11% is not a lot, but 11% is a lot. Even if your sales for your company falls by 1%, you should be concerned because you always want your company, your sales to increase every single year. You guys know. So... If you have a company and your sales fall by 11%, don't be happy. You need to work up and fix that because something is going on in the office with your, you know, your target, your audience. I don't know what happened. So you need to fix that. So everyone's wondering, like, what happened? Like, Juicy Couture, like, everyone loved it. What happened? So after the recession, Juicy Couture had a hard time targeting their audience like they had before because you guys know Juicy Couture is all about being flashy. The back is fancy, but after the recession in 2009, that, you know, time period, 2011, everything was more like laid back, more casual, more minimal, not all flashy. So this is when Zara started to like boost up because, you know, Zara, it could be like some of the stuff is like flashy, like metallic like, in the colors and the fabric, but not everything's flashy. When you go to a Zara store, nothing is flashy about it. It's straight to the point. It's, like, mirrors. I'm thinking of the Zara store in Garden State now. It's, like, black. It's white. Um, TV. It's very simple because a lot of stores like that are very simple, and they are making so much freaking money. Juicy Couture, when you went into the store, when I remember it, very flashy. They had the velvet couches. They had purple this. They had neon. They had everything flashy that a girl wanted back then. So, like I was saying, after the recession, people had a hard time, you know, connecting with Juicy Couture like they used to. Like in the billboards, like in the advertisements they used to have, um, everything was like neon and everything. But then when you go to a Zara, everything's like so laid back and minimalistic. And you're just like, uh, I don't know if I can relate to Juicy anymore like that. So people started to fall back from Juicy Couture. Sales were decreasing year after year after year after year. The founders left. I don't think they had a, I'm not sure if they didn't have a passion for it. But for me, I think it was because of the sales. In my opinion, I'm not really sure what happened. So, what is Juicy Couture doing now? Juicy Couture is actually... They are coming out with a lot of stuff right now. Excuse me. My chest. So, Juicy Couture actually has a cosmetics line. 
Um, they actually released their cosmetics line this summer because I remember at BeautyCon, I hosted the Moji Mart and Juicy Couture was a part of it. And I believe Juicy Couture, oh my God, what was the cosmetics brand? Oh my God, it was launched by one brand. I loved it. It's like a mainstream cosmetics brand. All right, we're not going to focus on that. But launched at BeautyCon, so this featured perfumes, lipsticks, eyeliner, everything cosmetics and everything that you love. The packaging of this new cosmetics line for Juicy Couture, amazing. Perfume, I'm literally looking at it right now. Packaging is A1. It has, like, Juicy Couture, like, on the side, like, a little gold jewelry to it. And then it's, like, yellow and red. And then the top, it looks like a jewel, like the cap you put on and you can take it off. Packaging is really amazing. Um, They have, like, lip glosses. Lipsticks very pigmented, not going to lie. I'm not, this is not sponsored by Juicy Couture because if it was, um, thank you, but it's really not. <laughs> but the packaging, the pigmented, everything super amazing. So, whoever is in charge of the Juicy Couture cosmetics line, you are doing amazing. But I feel like with the Juicy Couture cosmetics slash makeup, many people didn't know about it. Or many people just didn't care about it because it didn't really explode like that. Like, at BeautyCon, people were buying it, but, like, I feel like this should have went viral. Like, I feel like this should have been, like, articles, like, Juicy Couture is back. They have a cosmetics line. People need to be buying this. But it's whatever. So, Juicy Couture actually did, you know, relaunch. They were a part of Fashion Week, their first ever Fashion Week in 2018. And it featured some new designs, of course, with the velour um, excuse me if I said it wrong, my throat was, like, really killing me. Of course, with the same fabric that they had before, I still love the OG Couture designs. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm, like, I'm a 2000s baby, I'm born in 2002. It's, like, I literally grew up wearing Juicy, so, like, I don't know if it's me, but, like, I don't know, I just love it. And it's, like, so many other stores now that are, like, killing these brands. I'm not saying, like, this brand is, like, that killed juicy couture but like you have fashion over so i'm actually going to do a podcast episode about fashion over the like explosion of fashion over because fashion nova is really the reason why so many stores cannot last in a mall fashion nova is the reason why many brands are actually closing down like forever 21 it's fashion over has really caused a lot in the fashion industry so Fashion Nova, you guys didn't know, Fashion Nova is like a line slash company that's based online. So they don't have any stores. If they do have a store, it might be a pop-up, and then that's it. So it's like Kylie Cosmetics. It's, it might be in-store, it might some pop-ups time to time, but never last in a store ever. So that's what I was saying. So Fashion Nova features um, pieces of clothing, like everything so like dresses shoes even i don't know why they have shoes but shirts pants skirts that the modern day woman or even kid can wear and i'm not saying kids should wear fashion nova but kids do there's literally kids that are 10 years old that wear fashion nova and do not look their age but that has another podcast episode that we will talk about so this is all about juicy couture but i want to mention fashion nova because the new age of fashion is all online Literally, stores are closing in the malls because they aren't making any money. All the money is in retail, online. So, like, I don't know if Juicy Couture, when they relaunched, they had the difficulty of 
matching that market online with their cosmetics line and the relaunch of their, you know, fashion. But, like, I don't know. It's like Fashion Nova has definitely caused a lot of brands to shut down. But Fashion Nova has been promoted by literally every single Instagram model. It has been promoted by the Kardashians. It has been promoted by a lot of celebrities. Cardi B. Um, Cardi B has mentioned Fashion Nova in her song so many times. So it's a lot. You got to get your checks, sis. I'm not even mad. But I'm just saying, I don't know if Juicy Couture, like, I want to give you guys a personal story. I don't know if Juicy Couture had a difficult time reaching their customers back online. I feel like with Juicy Couture, what they should have done, to be honest with you guys, I don't know if it's just me, but like, I feel like there should have been like a whole spotlight on it. Because if you're relaunching with the whole cosmetics brand and your freaking products are literally amazing and they're, the pigment is like so good, everyone should have been wearing that. It should have been in Sephora. You should have had like a whole pop-up at Sephora. You should have had like a whole grand opening at Ulta. You should have had, it's like Kylie Cosmetics. So Kylie Cosmetics is actually doing really bad in sales right now. So Kylie actually sold 51% of Kylie Cosmetics to a major cosmetics brand that actually um, licenses and buys makeup brands. So Kylie, she sold it for 51%. Kylie Cosmetics is actually in, in all the Ulta stores. So she made that deal before she sold it for 51%. So I feel like with Juicy, if you wanted to get your beauty market back, have like a deal with like Ulta or Sephora, because I don't really see it in Sephora or Ulta. Have a deal with Ulta, Sephora, even like um another store. Go back to Bird of Goodman or something because those brands those stores they need makeup because makeup makes over trillions of dollars per year yes makeup like makes so much freaking money it makes i think makeup makes more than a fashion industry not even kidding guys makeup is huge everyone made everyone wears makeup everyone loves makeup because makeup you can express yourself i feel like if you do makeup you're literally an artist because like you're just super amazing but juicy couture doesn't know how to connect with their audience because i feel like what the heck like, Juicy Couture, they had, like I mentioned before, they had the New York Fashion Week in 2018 where they relaunched there. And Paris Hilton was, like, at one of their events in 2018 or 2019. But, like, what is that going to do for you? Like, you need to connect with your audience. You need to have, um, go to YouTube. Have a YouTube channel on Juicy Couture. Have the latest YouTubers wearing Juicy Couture. Have an Emma Chamberlain. Have a Danielle Kahn, even though she wears fashion all the time. Emma Chamberlain, Daniel Khan, have a Yara Shahidi, have a Marseille Martin, have a Storm Reed, have these powerful YouTubers, these powerful actresses, have all these models wear it. And I feel like Juicy Couture like failed to, you know, do this. I'm not gonna give them free advice in my podcast because they're probably gonna listen to this. You guys need to hire me for that. But <clears throat> like I was saying, but that was some free advice for you guys. Gladly take it because you guys need it. But I love Juicy Couture. Like, for me, I used to wear it all the time. I still have... I used to be little wearing it. I feel, I saw some pictures of myself. I looked so sassy wearing it. I was like, oop. I had the purse. So, story time for you guys. I had a Juicy Couture purse. It was purple. It had, like, velvet. It had, like, the Juicy Couture label. Because who doesn't love the Juicy Couture label? It got stolen. I was so mad. And I know who took it. But, like, that was, like, a whole story. But <laughs> one of my family members actually took it. So, it was like, eh. 
and then they didn't want to give it back and I was like literally like seven or six at the time and then she was like a whole 17 turning 18 year old and now I'm 17 so it's like uh you stole my juicy couture purse seriously like ugh, disgusting but yeah like I was saying juicy couture failed to connect with their audience like I'm sorry, Juicy Couture literally was, they defined, they were, Juicy Couture was like literally a part of the 2000s. When you think of the 2000s, when you think of the fashion trends, Juicy Couture is going to pop up. So when you go back to the 2010s, it's about to be a new decade, 2020s, oh my god, I'm going to be 20, I'm going to be in my 20s in this new decade, which is really weird, but... When you think of the 2000s, Juicy Couture shaped that decade. When you think of 2010s, Juicy Couture wasn't a part of that decade, which is crazy. And I feel like they failed to connect with their audience. Like, Juicy Couture should have had a licensing deal with, like, you know, Sephora or something. Like, how, like, licensing deals with, like, a big celebrity. Have Paris Hilton do a collection of Juicy Couture because Paris Hilton is still that A-lister that we all aim to achieve to be because she is still an icon. And if you fail to realize that, you're blind. Go to the eye doctor. But, like... I don't know. Or, like, have a campaign with, like, all the old celebrities that used to wear Juicy Couture. Oh, my God. That would have been so amazing if you had, like, J-Lo and, like, Lindsay Lohan and, like, Paris Hilton and, like, a Megan Good. Like, all the celebrities that used to wear it and just have them, like, in a whole billboard. They would probably have to spend so much money for that. But that would be crazy. But thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are totally amazing. So I'm about to conclude my podcast with a whole outro so i'll be back after this ad so thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast episode i know i messed up on some words because my throat is like i don't know what's happening i think i might have to take a day call tomorrow because i honestly don't know what's happening but this is going to be a whole series on the podcast the next um company i'm going to talk about is the rise and fall of forever 21 that is actually an amazing story you guys will totally love it the owners came from nothing well they came to the united states with nothing and they build up their brand super amazing um have over eight billion dollars in revenue forever 21 we're going to talk about that the rise and fall of that i'm actually going to talk about the rise of fashion nova i'm going to you know get my pen and paper write my notes and study that for tonight about to do some articles and yeah so i'll be back thank you guys so much for listening let me know your thoughts about juicy couture because juicy couture was actually like they shaped the 2000s with the fashion and it's sad to see that it's still not around like you see like many brands from the 2000s trying to come back you have like baby fat i saw their ads i'm not really the biggest fan of it but like that's another topic i actually talk about that on the podcast too so make sure you guys stay tuned make sure you subscribe and like the lifestyle of Amelie podcast if you're on spotify right now make sure you like it like all the podcast episodes subscribe if you're on apple Podcasts. subscribe from google podcast i don't know how that works but you can totally subscribe whatever podcast platform you're listening on make sure you subscribe because this podcast is super amazing so this is going to be a whole series so the next episode that i'm planning to do is the rise and fall of forever 21 the rise of fashion nova and the rise and fall 
of baby fat so make sure you guys stay tuned thank you guys so much for listening daily podcast on the lifestyle of amelie podcast and make sure to always check out amelie.com the lifestyle website for everything fashion beauty and today's news i'm about to upload some articles on that now because it is currently 11 13 last time i checked the clock it was 11 11 p.m so and i forgot to make my wish but it's all right guys it's right. You're listening. We're having a great day, but it's all right. So don't forget to share this podcast episode with someone that you know that loved Juicy Couture or they still love Juicy Couture. They love their cosmetics line, whatever. I'm leaving. I'm done. I swear. But make sure you guys check out my previous podcast episodes as well. We talk about Lizzo wearing something to the Lakers game. I talk about Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian winning corny off the show. And we talk about a lot on this podcast. So, yeah, 80 podcast episodes this year. Freaking crazy. I don't think I've hit the 100 podcast episode yet from what I've seen. Um, I've seen on Spotify, it says 100, but then it says on Apple Podcasts, it says 80. So, I'm not sure we've hit 100 podcast episodes yet, but when we do, it's going to be a really cool podcast episode. So, yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned every day. Come around when you're bored, when you're drinking coffee or whatever. Come to the Lifestyle of Millie podcast and just listen. Or even if you're trying to sleep, sleep while listening to this podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. I promise I'm done rambling and I'm going to drink some water for my throat. So thank you guys so much again and peace.